0: hey there, amazing people, and welcome back to another episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I am your host, Angela, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant working specifically with women in business to develop the foundational framework and strategy they need to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. Now, let's be honest for a second. Owning and operating your own business is awesome. I might even go as far as saying highly rewarding. However, creating that sustainable and profitable business, especially in the early days, means so much lies solely on you as the business owner, shouldering a shitload of responsibility on you daily, weekly, and monthly. And let's be honest, the juggle is real. You are probably wearing a variety of hats, the business owner hat, which includes the salesperson, the content strategist, the boss, the HR HR person, you get the picture, the long hours, the wear and tear in your body, both physically and mentally. And eventually, little by little, you start to see what I call the business owner burnout or aka adrenal fatigue. But it doesn't have to be this way if you can start to recognize the business owner burnout and know how to overcome it. In today's episode, I'm super happy to have one of my VIP coaching clients, Pam Hurd, on the podcast today, talking about business owner burnout and how to recognize it and overcome it. We're going to cover what is burnout, aka adrenal fatigue, how you as a listener can identify your own current level of adrenal fatigue, what are the stages of adrenal fatigue, why gut health is linked to adrenal fatigue, and we're also going to give you five tips to help you overcome adrenal fatigue. But before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new on-demand business masterclass, which is called the ultimate four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business. In my jam-packed 60-minute masterclass, you're going to learn a variety of all levels of awesome, such as my signature four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business without sacrificing time with your kids, without the overwhelm, or without wasting more cash. I'm also going to dive deep into the four big business mistakes that everyone in business makes and why they're keeping you from growing that sustainable and profitable business. And I'm also going to talk to you about what is working for businesses now and why most of what you're being taught about growing a business is outdated and wrong. To sign up for my on-demand masterclass, you can head to bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y backslash masterclass with Angela Henderson, and I'll make sure to have this link in the show notes also. All right, let's jump into today's amazing episode. Welcome to the show, Pam. Now, listen, I'm super excited to have you on the show today, Pam. I know you have been sick, quite sick, actually, over the last few days. So I hope I won't push you too hard on the episode. I know you're on the other end of getting better. But uh, yeah, welcome to the world of juggling business, kids, and now illness. How are you feeling?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I'm actually feeling heaps better. Thank you. But uh, yeah, it's really good to be here. Thanks very much for having me. So yes, I know your voice, you were a little bit worried. It was a
0: little bit croaky. But again, we do like the natural croakiness of your voice, Pam. So that will be good for those today. But yes, uh, bear with us today. Poor little Pam is sick. She's agreed to come on the show. we were going to reschedule, but we agreed ah, we're just going to keep rocking and rolling. So Pam's with us today, which is super exciting. Now, Pam, you and I first met It was almost a year ago, actually, at my four-day, three-night women in business retreat. And it was great to spend some time, A, getting to know you and your business, but also you have a super competitive side when it comes to bowling or really anything
1: in general just anything in general I think but yeah definitely any kind of sport will bring out the competitive nature in myself that's for sure yeah it was just like all of a sudden there's like
0: Pam and everyone was getting to know her and and she was a little bit quiet and the next thing I was like damn look out man we've got like games on and next thing you know you were on the karaoke machine on our celebration night and yeah Pam came out so it's just fun you know it brings out the fun in you which I'm sure you also bring out uh, when you work with your own clientele and then in the new year. Um, You signed with me as your business coach, and since then, we've been doing a lot of great things to help not only grow your business, but also uh, to help people around Australia get to know a little bit more about you, because you are an amazing naturopath. Um, You do wonderful things here, not only with the local people in Brisbane, but around Australia. Um, And before we get into, I guess, really the the core of the show today, uh, on every episode I bring on, I I ask my guests a question, and my question to you is, is what was your all-time favorite moment playing for the Australian Women Talking? team
1: um oh geez like I honestly think um just making the team is just probably the one thing but I don't know yeah I don't know there's so many good moments in there, you know playing um with so many different people and making some really good friends and yeah I don't know I don't think I can pick one moment there sorry
0: not one moment. So there's plenty. So I guess that gets into, obviously, those sitting there going, oh, damn, you know, she also paid, played for the Australia women's hockey team. I want you to let tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, Pam, not only as a natural path, but also about who you are. So tell us a little bit about, you know, where you've come from, what you've done, where you are now, and what your business model currently looks like.
1: Yeah, so I am um, obviously a naturopath, like you said, but I haven't been a naturopath my whole career. I was actually a personal trainer prior to, um, you know, after leaving school. And that was just kind of like a natural progression for me because I felt like I always wanted to be in that health and kind of fitness industry, considering I was still playing hockey quite competitively at that time. And then um I decided that I didn't want to play hockey anymore and that was at the age of 21 and from there I went overseas and just experienced life Um, and honestly that was probably one of the best things that I ever did. And after saying I was going to go for six months, I decided to come home um, four years later. (laughs) And and then I came back and I decided, oh, geez, I'm not really sure what I wanted to do. So I went and studied naturopathy, and I have been there ever since. And it was quite interesting because when I was studying um, to be a naturopath, I actually burnt myself out, which is quite funny um, to experience it firsthand when you're actually studying it too. And and then, yeah, from from then I've just been in clinic um, one-on-one, you know, ever since. Loved it.
0: And you've been again slowly, like you said, progressing. But your real core is what's your specialty when it comes to the natural path side of things? Like, because natural path is quite complex; it's not like an easy. This is exactly what I do. But what is it that you love um, in the business and working with your clients?
1: Um, is actually burnout and stress and anxiety and anything kind of to do with mental health. That's that's what I love. Like I have experienced it firsthand: the anxiety, the burnout. Um, So I can find I can really relate to people and what they're going through um, when they're actually going through it.
0: Yep. And do you think like... You know, some people will go, oh, natural path. You know, I used to think that like, oh, I don't need one. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm good. We're all right. But what do you think, like when people hear the word natural path, what do you think, are there some assumptions around that? What are the breakdowns? And what do you want people to know about what does a natural path actually do? Because I think it's good to like kind of clear the air from your angle about what is it that your role does? How is it that you help people? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, some people think that we're a witch. Um, still, <laughs> okay. But, <laughs>
0: nope. Never never thought that one. Nope. Oh, really? No. Nope.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, it, we all, we're we all prescribed very differently and, you know, we work differently as well. But the the main crux of it, obviously, a naturopath is getting to the root cause of the problem and solving it from there. So then, obviously, you would be um, a, a lot healthier version of yourself. And it's our job as well to help educate you so you don't – we don't really – like we love seeing new people, but we don't really want to see you on and on like all the time. Um, so we really want to make sure that we're educating you of how to better take care of yourself um, on an ongoing basis.
0: And for, for those out there, like say like this in there and they're like, oh, OK, I've got this problem. What is it specifically that a natural path would help do? Like how would someone know that they need to go and, and do you know the I mean source you?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, for an initial consultation, we come in and we ask you lots of different questions about different systems within the body and obviously what's going on. And um, we would look at your lifestyle and your diet as well. So we go quite deep into those um, because, you know, if we have a hectic lifestyle and our diet's not so great, then obviously we're not going to be at optimal health. Um, so then we use, you know, nutritional therapy. We might use some herbs as well um, to help get you back to where you need to be depending on what's going on.
0: No, fantastic. And what you said, though, is that, again, obviously, the, the majority of my listeners listening to the podcast are business owners, and that's what why I wanted to bring you on today because I have seen firsthand the stuff that you're doing, you know, being able to have that luxury as being your coach. And I think it's super important that business owners out there Um, are able to identify burnout but equally you know which again when we say burnout I guess in this particular episode I want you to know that we're talking about burnout aka more adrenal fatigue because again it's it's something that I think so many people I might not know to call it the adrenal fatigue they don't really know what it is so for the purposes of this we're going to be calling it adrenal fatigue but for those business owners out there I want you guys to know you know, what is burnout, aka adrenal fatigue? How can you recognize it? And what can you do to overcome it? So I guess let's really jump in then, Pam, to what is, like, how are you defining business burnout, aka adrenal fatigue?
1: Yeah, so it's just really an um, um, umbrella term for a group of symptoms that are caused by the adrenal glands not functioning um, at their optimal level, and basically it's failing to produce sufficient amounts of hormones needed by the body. So if you think your adrenal glands sit on top of your kidneys and it secretes cortisol, which is your main stress hormone, so when all of that is out of whack, then a lot of other things in our in our body can um, also go out of whack, and we can start to present in so many different symptoms.
0: And with those symptoms, like for those people out there going like, yeah, I'm feeling burnt out. Okay. Now that I know that it's probably more this adrenal fatigue, there would probably be a million people Googling. All right. Not really a million because I don't have a million downloads per episode, but okay. You know that I can manifest that. But anyways, for those listeners out there, how would they be able to even identify or what symptoms are lo- they even looking for in order to, I guess, start to assess if adrenal fatigue is actually hitting them?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a variety of symptoms. So you could, you know, um, have difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep, um, or you could just be suffering purely from insomnia. You just can't get to sleep at all. You know, you you wake up in the morning and you feel like you need um, stimulants and caffeine to get you going because you feel really, really quite tired. Uh, You have sweet or salty cravings. You know, you can get lightheadedness, dizzy spells. You want to take a nap in the afternoon um sometimes you might feel like you're more awake at nighttime as well and you could get you know muscle cramping you can gain weight you could lose weight you can have bloating constipation you know diarrhea nausea um you know pms symptoms hormonal irregularities so your period could be just all over the place um and you know you can have pain and inflammation that goes along with all of this as well um not to mention you know things like brain fog and really struggling with memory um as well as, you know, anxiety and bouts of low mood too. So there's really a huge range of symptoms that you could fall into there. Um, And depending on where you are on that scale, you could be experiencing some, or you could be experiencing all of those. It just really depends on the individual. And even though if it's individualized with the
0: different symptomologies, are there then, I guess, to take it one step further, are there different then stages of adrenal fatigue that people potentially could be going through?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's three different stages of adrenal fatigue. And um the first stage is the alarm stage. So this is when you feel really quite wired but tired. I'm not sure whether you've ever experienced that, but it's not, it's kind of a weird. Yeah, yeah thing. totally. Yeah. Um and then, you know, you could have your anxiety, you could um have low immunity then as well, just be really susceptible to infection. Um and there's there's where like, you know, your insomnia or you're struggling to sleep comes into play and you essentially just feel like you're running on adrenaline the whole time. Um during that phase. And then when you're coming into stage two, it's the resistance stage. So you basically your body's learning to adapt to that fatigue. Um, and this is where more symptoms might come into play, where your hormones are all out of whack, you know, you're quite moody and irritable, um, sleep can still be an issue, you start to gain weight, you know, you might have low libido, you really start to crave um, some high sugar and salt and um, carbohydrate foods because you really want that quick energy burst because you're starting to feel a little bit tired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then then that last stage, I guess, what does that look like? Are you just tired the whole time? So essentially you're just exhausted. You literally feel like, you know, you might sleep 10 hours at night and you just wake up and you just still feel very, very tired and they don't really feel like you you pick up during the day. There might be patches throughout the day where you feel okay, but then you just feel really quite fatigued um, yeah. and moody. Oh my goodness, well. dude.
0: So yes, yeah, so and no, so not fun at all in any way, shape or form. And I'm assuming some of the listeners out there are probably shaking their head, you know, or can even identify what that they're in one of those stages. Jen, women in business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. So now, also, I guess the world we're working in is a much faster pace. Things are on the go. We're trying to do a million things and you've got technology and everything else. Do you feel like with the current society, the way it is here in Australia or collectively around the world, do you feel like you're seeing an increase in adrenal fatigue? And if so, why do you think that is?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, Basically, it's a modern... Um, day syndrome just because our lifestyles are just so so busy um, and just stressful now we tend to just you know pack everything and anything into our day and we don't actually take time to uh, you know step back and and take time for ourselves or we feel guilty for actually taking time for ourselves particularly if you're a parent you know sometimes if you want to take some time out you know you get the mum guilt and and um you know You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. So so you would say that it's more just because of the way our
0: world is doing, currently working. Everything is go, go, go. We're giving, not to say that people back in the 60s were lazy, but we're just, it seemed to be uh, on on all the time and what I mean by on is whether or not you're on because you're watching tv or you're on because you're driving or you're on because you're at your kids games or it's a constantly go 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 and because of that it's unfortunately impacting us do you know what I mean to the point of like you said that business owner burnout for example or ak that just that adrenal fatigue
1: yeah definitely I mean sometimes I think adrenal fatigue people think that you have to be quite stressed or having a significant event happen um that you know that is very stressful for a burnout to to occur, but it's just that busyness that drives it as well. Um, and I just, yeah, we just don't stop. We literally don't stop.
0: Now with adrenal fatigue, now I know again, in people being able to relate that to that business owner burnout, I know right now a very hot topic, especially in mental health, but across a lot of other categories is gut health. And I'm curious to know is that when you're stressed and overwhelmed, um, does, Does that, I guess, or does that adrenal fatigue equally then play into the gut health and and what's all going on with that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, that high cortisol and stimulating the sympathetic nervous system is going to affect your gut health as well. And obviously it it may cause some leaky gut in there. So basically we're not going to be absorbing all of our nutrients the way that we want to. It's going to be driving inflammation. Um, You know, it can lead to autoimmunity as well. And you know that high stress will also influence our gut flora as well, um, which can you know present in some really nasty um, digestive complaints for people. But it just really de- yeah depends on the individual how severe that can be for them. But I think people forget that gut um, the gut does more than just digest food. You know, it's where we house our immune system. It's where serotonin like some serotonin and dopamine are made. So really helps to regulate our mood and our weight and, you know, a few other things as well. So if we don't have good gut health, then, you know, a lot of things will um, be out of whack as well within our body.
0: You know, I think we're going to see a lot more about gut health. You know, I would almost call it like the gut health movement. Really, is what I'm speculating. We're going to start seeing. I know not only you talk a lot about it. I know another a couple other people that are really big in the United States talking about it. Uh, yeah, like I think it's it's going to be something that again people are going to be mindful of. I also know as a mental health clinician of 15 years. I think gut health has an enormous impact, do you know what I mean, on those clients who have been on long-term medication. Um, and it would be interesting, again, just as a side note, I know the government probably wouldn't agree with me, those people like on, on individual, um, involuntary treatment orders You know, it's one of those things that they never get the chance to kind of get off of them, and I think they just take keep taking medication. Their gut health keeps getting really, really poor. Um, Again, I would love to be able to start to, mean, wean people off those medications, get their gut health in, and to see whether or not those strong symptomologies of that anxiety and depression are still there. But again, that's probably another whole entire podcast I could talk to you about about the gut health. Now, for those listeners out there that are kind of shaking their heads, going, "All right, yep, I potentially am on the verge of business owner burnout." a.k.a. adrenal fatigue. Uh, yep, I've identified some of those symptoms that you know you talked about, Pam, earlier on. Yep, I can see where I'm sitting in one of those three stages of adrenal fatigue. What are kind of your top five tips to help anyone really to overcome this?
1: Yeah, so the first one is, is obviously... Um, reduce stress and you know some people might think oh yeah good one if I could do that then I would Um, but it's something that you have to be really really proactive about and not only that but just making sure that you're not being too busy too you know sometimes it's okay to say no I think we just say yes with the best intentions and then forget how it actually affects us Um, so we just really want to make sure we're taking a step back you know not doing anything that we don't really want to do and, um, making sure that we're not too busy and, and, you know, starting to enjoy living in the present a little bit more, not thinking too much into the, into the future too. Yep. Um, the second one is to remove any kind of energy robbers. So that would include sugar, caffeine, food, um, food intolerance, allergies, alcohol as well. So these guys just, you know, suck the life out of you, particularly if you're drinking copious amounts of coffee. It's actually putting more pressure onto your adrenals when we're trying to take the load off the body. So if we can remove those from the diet um, or really, really try and minimise it, um, that would be a great start as well. Yep, fantastic. And then the next one is to make sure that we're getting adequate sleep. Um, I know that can be a little bit of a catch-22, but we should be trying to go to bed before 10 p.m every night um and we should be trying to go to bed the same time every night and waking up every single morning at the same time no matter if it is you know the weekend or um during the week just basically helps with our sleep patterns and making sure that we can obviously help maintain those too but you know our sleep is when we're repairing and we're resting and and if we're not getting enough sleep then um you know, you know how tired you can feel the next day and how cranky and moody and irritable. And so it's just a a roll-on effect. Obviously, some of those other symptoms that you might be already experiencing.
0: And I also think again to go with that again, just getting about, you know, adequate sleep time that I there's a few things that I've changed over the last year, maybe a couple of years I'd have to double check. But it's really like I no longer take my phone into the bedroom. Now my husband still does, drives me up the wall, but that's didn't mean a whole nother probably episode also. But for me is is I've found that I just kept, you know, the screen light, the fact that it's on, um, things would beep, buzz, whatever. And then it's like, you know, even if I had to go up to go to the bathroom, I'd still then be tempted to check on it. And then like the blue light. And I mean, the list goes on. So one of the things that again, if you can, A, try and get some good sleep, but try and do it without your phone in your room. The other thing that I say to that is that, you know, we're showing our kids, do you know what I mean? Our own patterns. And those patterns, unfortunately, are going to get passed out good or bad to our own children. So instead of rolling over and saying good morning to your partner or good morning to your children, and if the first thing they see is that you're on your, your phones all the time, um, then again your role modeling that sleep's not important you know the phone's more important etc so yes get sleep but also again you know take your phone out of the bedroom
1: yeah I totally agree I mean that blue light it doesn't help um, in relation to trying to get to sleep at all um, but if you are going to have your phone in there it should really go to aeroplane um, mode as well so that it's just like non-existent A silent yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> go back light to light light.
0: You know, go back to the old school. You know, I just did a, another podcast interview with James and We were talking about, we believe the old will become the new again. And if you look at things like, you know, organic food now, people used to grow their own crops and now they didn't. And now people are wanting organic food again, right? And, and I believe it's something similar around this. It's like, go back and get an alarm clock. Like, yeah, the thing that you actually have to plug into the wall and you actually have to set, um, you, you don't need your phone. You know, I think it's an excuse a lot of times for those things. I'm like, go back old school. It's okay. It worked before you know um so yes all right so that's tip two what's your third tip
1: but um you know just going on that if you actually went to bed at the same time every night and got up at the same time you wouldn't need an alarm clock because your your body already will wake you up would we'll start to do it for you yeah it we'll would start to do it for you so you know that's where that kind of comes into play too yep 100 unless, you, unless you're getting up at some crazy hour that you need an alarm clock for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and um, it's a tip number three uh yeah so we want to be eating a fresh whole food diet and we really want to be getting rid of any kind of processed and packaged foods and i think with this one it's just go back to basics sometimes we are really good at overcomplicating things and we just just need to go back to basics good quality protein you know protein needs to be palm size and thickness making sure that we're having a couple of pieces of fruit a day, making sure there's plenty of vegetables in there and there's plenty of color within those vegetables as well because, you know, those different colors will provide you with different nutrients. we to making sure that we're having at least two liters of water a day as well, you know, having some good fats, so avocado, olive oil, you know, some nuts, have some seeds as well. But just really trying to minimise any kind of um, food that comes out of a packet and if you are going to make that kind of stuff, then make it from scratch so you actually know what's going in it as opposed to what's um, kind of been put in for you.
0: Yeah, fantastic tip. And I also would say, though, that for those out there being an ex mental health clinician, we talk about harm minimization, right? So, some people, you know, if you say to someone who is an alcoholic or, you know, addicted to some form of drugs, trying to get them from, like, you know, doing 84 lines of cocaine a day down to zero can be quite a challenge. So, we look at harm minimization. And I would also encourage that, like, you might not be able to do everything that Pam's, you know, suggesting that you do, but instead of eating a package of chips seven days a week, A week, you might only eat that package of chips five days a week, and you start to reduce it out. So, you know, even though Pam is coming from the angle of best practice, I also think again it's got to be a realistic side of view. Would you agree, Pam? That it's like it's more about reducing this and being aware and being educated about what's going into your body. Where I think in the moment where the modern world going so quickly, I don't actually people are even thinking about what's going into their body. Like I think they're just reaching for whatever's in the cupboard and they shove it down the hatch because they're hungry.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So when everybody comes to me and there's a lot of stuff like dietary that we have to work on, I literally say, okay, we're going to pick three things. And they're the only three things that we're going to do to start off with. Fantastic. Once, we've, once we've mastered those, then we'll move on to the next. Because the last thing that I want to do, if you came to see me is to overwhelm you even more. Totally. So we just, yeah, we just pick three things that we know we can achieve. And then once we've got them mastered, then we just move on to the next and we do it as a gradual process.
0: Yeah. No, lovely. So that's tip three. We're on to tip four. Tip five now. Oh, what did I, did I miss? Jeez. You you're sick, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm running on minimal sleep. See, here we go. Okay. <laughs> I still have jet lag from Vietnam. Okay. Yep. Tip five, Pam. Way to keep uh, you in line. That's fine.
1: Uh, self-care. So, you know, self-care for people can come in many different forms, like whether it's going to the movies or you want to go for a walk or you just want to meditate or you just want to read a book You know, I think it's really important that we're actually taking that time and having some downtime. So, you know, do something that's going to fill your soul and, you know, fill your cup again. So then you are able to give out the best that you can possibly can, whether it's to your clients, to your family or partner or whoever it is.
0: Yes. And I think people also in this day and age, adults specifically, are forgetting to play you know, everything is so serious. And it's, yeah, I mean, there's an element of self-care. Totally agree. I preach that till the cows come home, but it's also like, when was the last time you had a belly laugh? I know my team and I were looking at, uh, retreat themes for the women in business retreat this year. And we were giggling about, someone had suggested like a a kid's birthday party theme. Um, and that you have to have like party bags. Again, you had to have like a pinata and like, could you imagine, you know, 50 women in business all like trying to nail the pinata? Like they said, just going back to again, what fills your soul, but also like that laughter and that funness, that playfulness.
1: Oh, definitely. Like one of the best things that you can do is just sit down and have a good laugh with your friends. Like you know, it doesn't cost anything. It's free and, you know, it's really good for the soul. Yes. And what do you think,
0: you know, for those listeners out there that they're going, okay, this is great, you know, but I probably need a little bit more help with this. Obviously that's where you come in, Pam, how can, you know, other business owners or even business owners who might have family members that they're worried about, um, where can the listeners, you know, how can they connect with you? Do you have any programs, anything coming up like that that they can connect with you on?
1: Yeah, I've actually got my um, three-day challenge coming up um, and you can find that at bit.ly uh, forward slash pamherd challenge. Yeah, um, fantastic. Where, yeah, you can jump on there and get some more information um, surrounding this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm always, I've got my website as well, pamherd.com, always on Facebook too. So there's lots of different avenues if you're wanting to connect or just get to. Um, find out a little bit more information for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think you um, had mentioned that there are also, do you know what I mean? You're willing, if there's people out there that are like, yep, I generally want to get better. I need to kind of nip this business owner burnout, adrenal fatigue in the butt. Um, I also know that you do offer 15 minute consults to try and help people to, do you know what I mean? At least kind of factor in what's going on. Um, so again, if they wanted to book one of those, is it just best for them to go to your website?
1: Yeah. Just best to jump onto my website and just um literally book now and then you can go to the free um, 15-minute consult there. That's um, not an issue and fill in your details. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just a 15-minute chat.
0: Yep. No, fantastic. So for those of you out there who potentially are suffering from business owner burnout, I would strongly encourage you again, start with the basics if you need to, uh, but head to Pam's site, read her blogs, follow her on her socials, begin for the 15 minute consult, but also her three day challenge around specifically adrenal fatigue and, you know, getting more sleep and bettering yourself. Strongly encourage you to join on that too. Well, thanks so much today, Pam, for coming on board. It was fantastic talking to you about business owner burnout. And before we sign off, I I just want to remind you guys that my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside my amazing Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative. So head on over and join us. But for the rest of you, have a fabulous day. And I look forward to you joining me next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Pam, and have an awesome day, everyone. Thank you.